hungry. Hungry. Run the track. Darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Well, darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one Welcome to the Dirty Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in with me. You could be anywhere today, listening to anybody, doing anything, but you're choosing to be here with your girl. And as always, I appreciate it so much. So by the time this episode drops, I will have taken another lap around the sun, y'all. Yes, baby, I am 41. So let's talk about the season women's club real quick. Y'all love to label us aunties. Some of y'all kids on social media call us fucking dinosaurs. Go to hell. Because that's your mama as well. But I want to do a quick reflection on what the first year in Club 40 has taught me. Number one, it's probably been, if I'm going to keep it a thousand with y'all, if I'm going to keep it a honey graham cracker, it's probably been one of the best years of my lives. One of the best years of my life. And I say this because... I see so many of y'all young girls on social media, y'all complaining all the time. Not all the time, but y'all stress about things that honestly will not matter. 60 days, 60 months, 60 weeks from now. And I want you to know the freedom that comes with age. The, the knowledge, the I don't care, the, the self-love, the, the confidence boost. You don't look for validation from people the way you do right now. And I want y'all to know brighter days are ahead. The biggest thing for me is I completely got rid of my people pleasing phase. And I know some of y'all know what that is. When you are the type of person that pours into everybody and your cup is empty, y'all know I am the fill your own cup advocate. That is my jam. I'm gonna push it till I am six feet under. There is a shift that happens when you hit 40 to where if you don't feel like it, you're not going to fucking do it. And the reason you ain't going to do it is because you've done it and you understand what happens when you don't have discernment with your pouring, when you don't check in with self. So this year, I kind of I ended up spending a lot more time with myself. And y'all know, as a Gemini, we are very extroverted people. Well, depending on which side you fall on, right? But we love to socialize. We love to make sure everybody's having a good time. We, we love to invite people and bring people together. And what I had to learn is I'm managing too many energies, too many different spirits. It, it becomes more about people and less about you having a good time yourself, you showing up for yourself. So I cut a lot of that shit off. Um, I spent a lot more time going on dates by myself. <laughs> it, it, it really became, I know everybody loves to throw off that main character shit. No, this was a main character ass year for me. And I do not apologize for it. And the only problem with that is people that are used to pulling from you, they get offended by it. Because the way you operate in the world, it no longer benefits them. So again, your growth, as y'all all know, it offends people. But when you get older, you don't have a choice. 
you you one step closer to death. <laughs> and that's not being negative. But when you get a little bit more seasoned, you start looking at, you take into account how many days you got left on this earth and you spend it making sure you're doing the things that feels good to your spirit and not so much making sure everybody is good. And speaking of being good, so I feel like we've passed two holidays um, since the last time I chatted with y'all. We've had Mother's Day and we've had Father's Day. I don't know why these holidays have become so damn controversial, but I think it's so strange that y'all pit parents against each other. Who gets the bigger holiday? Who gets the heavier focus? Why it's not okay for the dads and why we put so much energy into moms? Number one, let's just state the obvious so y'all can stop being willfully obtuse. Mothers birth the nation. Mothers take, take care of children regardless of what y'all do. That's whether she is married, that's whether she's engaged or single. Mothers do the legwork, with the exception of really hands-on or single fathers. That's a different conversation, though. So let's just get that out the way. Y'all know why Mother's Day is a big-ass deal. So can we just cut that bullshit out? Now, for me personally, Mother's Day is never really a day of celebration for me. At this point, it's, I look at it as, your, it's like your performance review. <laughs> Let's talk about what you've accomplished this year as a parent. Have you given your children 100% of what they need from you? Are they okay? Are you, what have you done to give that child one extra step to be a great citizen to the world? Now, y'all remember, mine are damn near 17 years apart. We got three and we got 21. And something that I've decided as I've gotten older is that nobody should label themselves a good mother or a good father. And that might be controversial, but hear me out. Let me explain why. That is up to your children to decide. Because you might think that you are doing everything right, but you are not meeting their mental or emotional needs. A lot of us, we put a strong emphasis on being providers. I put a roof over your head. I paid for X, Y, Z, so I've done my job. And parenting is so much more than things. I saw a post this morning from Supa, who I love, by the way, probably one of the realest people on the internet, but she talked about how she doesn't want to be the mother with money and how she takes great pride and it makes her happy being able to cook for her family, being able to tend to her children, to comb her daughter's hair, to braid her daughter's hair, basically to do normal ass shit and that no matter how successful she becomes, she wants to be a homebody. She still wants to stay grounded. And I thought that was really important because we are in the age of let's get the bag, right? Everybody trying to get paid, everybody trying to build an empire, want to be a mogul, all of this shit. But you forget what's most important. Money does not make up for things. It never has. It never will. And with your first child, okay, let's just be honest. That's the doggone sacrificial lamb. Everybody fucks up their first kid. You don't know what you're doing. You're figuring it out as you go along. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's okay. Second time around, especially if you had a nice little gap and you've grown as a person, you should know better. I've spoken before about chasing the corporate ladder when my son was younger. I'm always in these careers where I'm trying to get promoted. I'm trying to get to the next level. I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. And to me, that's being a good parent because I'm in my bag, right? Like, I want to pay for this expensive-ass karate team you own. I want to make sure I get you the best training so you can get these national titles. To me, that was succeeding as a parent. But reflection, 
I had a very sensitive son. I had somebody that my child was, he was the little awkward black boy. Let's just go ahead and he gonna kill me for saying this. But he was somebody that needed a little bit more hands on. So for him, it wasn't about the things. It was me showing up for him in other ways because we know black boys are not typically given a safe space to be vulnerable. That's just what it is. So because of that, we have to be present for them. Yes, you wanna be able to provide. You wanna give them opportunities, but you have to check in. And when your child is that latchkey kid or he's always with a babysitter or with another relative because you work in, no matter how successful you become, it's going to impact them. And I think for me, I didn't catch on to that until my son was maybe 12, 13. Because by that time, I was really heavy into activism. So what we were doing was traveling six and a half hours to St. Louis every weekend for me to be in the streets, right? So off the highway, immediately, he's with his grandmother. So it seems like a good idea, right? He's with grandma. He's with his cousins. He's in a safe space while I go out in the street and buck up to the system. But there were moments where he clearly did not want to go with them. He would ask, can I come with you? That should have been my time as a mom to stop, check in. Okay, your child needs you. You, you, trying to, you, you say you're standing up for black men, but you need to check in with this black boy. So I missed the mark with that. So I say that um, to my hustlers and my, my folks out here on the grind, as parents, you got to check in. Because what you don't want to create is a child that's got to grow up and now they got to go to therapy to make up, <laughs> to talk to somebody about the fact that you were emotionally unavailable. Now with my daughter, oh no, all the smoke. That little girl is very affectionate. She, she forces me to tap in. You get a, I love you mommy every 30, 40 minutes. She's very open with her affection and she's very clear about where she does and doesn't want to be. Kids will let you know who they don't want to be around. And when they don't, you got to tap in and you got to pay attention because the fact of the matter is those kids, they are babies and toddlers. They're children for a very short time. You blink and they are adults. You can't get time back. You can't fix mistakes. So while you have the time to really pour into your kids, that's exactly what you need to do. And speaking of the bag and being successful in you know, providing for your kids, what have we seen lately? We didn't see these celebrities, these daddies getting cooked by their kids. Brian McKnight has entered the chat. Russell Simmons has entered the chat. Now, I know it's kind of been controversy going back and forth on whether or not, you know, the kids are right, you know, deadbeats come out the woodwork, and those that have been ab abandoned defending these people. Well, in Brian McKnight's case, he is, according to him, estranged from his children. I don't know how, as a parent, you can ever be estranged from your child. That's your seed. Even if they're adults, you, st you have a moral obligation as a parent. But no matter how much money you have, when you don't show up for your kids or maybe you get beside yourself, they are going to tell on you. So that brings me back to the point of declaring yourself a good mom or dad. That ain't really up to you to say. Now, I know there are some exceptions. There's some spoiled-ass brats out there, some entitled-ass kids, or some, some can't be saved. But... That's the exception, not the rule. So let's not, we're not going off exceptions today. But when you do not tap in as a parent, when you don't forget to put your kids first, they're going to air your ass out. I would hate to be a celebrity parent. I, I really would because 
Ain't, ain't no hiding your shit. And Aoki, to be honest, that girl used to ride for her daddy. She really did. So I know people were getting on her about getting on social media and crying. But when your back is against the wall, you ain't got nobody else to talk to. And again, this generation was raised on social media. It is what the fuck it is. Y'all going to get them crying ass videos. And I said before, when people get the crying on social media, they've probably used every other avenue. So it's going to be what it's going to be. I do believe that things should be handled in-house. I don't think you need to let social media in on your business, but sometimes you got to air a motherfucker out for them to act like they got some good sense. And I said this some time ago, like if your parent is still living, if you're still alive to make it right with your grown kids, do that shit because you never know when your time is up. We are all on borrowed time. So... You got to make the most of it, and you got to be the best parent you can be. Karma is real. To me, you will never have peace when you do not do right by your kids. Like, it just, you can't. It might seem like it for a while, but that shit going to come back to you. So while you have the time, do what you need to do. And speaking of time, so we have the tragic passing of Jackie O., so that is um, former Wild and Out girl and partner um, to DC Young Fly, everybody's favorite roaster, favorite comedian. And it was, it's said to be, because no, again, nobody still haven't seen an, uh, no autopsy report has been made public, you know, to any blogs or anything, that it was complications of a mommy makeover. So let's get into this. I'm a mom, right? I hadn't talked about muffin top, big back, going from snatch to not snatch. Let's get into that. So there were a lot of people, because you know y'all can't wait to find a reason to tell women what they should and should not be doing with their bodies, that women need to love themselves. Okay, never mind the fact that y'all the same ones that get on social media all the time talking bad about folks like Lizzo who dares to love herself. But now, because somebody got a mommy makeover, she didn't make it. And again, there's a whole lot of factors that can go into problems post-stop. We don't know what kind of health conditions she had. We don't know any of that. So we really got to stop being so bold on social media to speak on other people's circumstances. Y'all got to cut that shit out, especially when you are not breathing life into the moms that you know who might be struggling with their images, especially when you just don't respect women in general. I need y'all to cut that shit out. But there was also talk about the way DC was grieving. So y'all know me and death, we besties, right? I, I know too much about loss. I'm, I'm way too familiar with death. But people complained about him not having enough pictures of her on his page, that he didn't really love her. According to the videos, they felt like he belittled her and talked down on her. We don't know these people. But I will tell you something about grief as somebody that's lost a parent, lost a, a grandpa lost grandparents, lost the person that raised her. Grief comes in waves. And a lot of times, you it doesn't really hit you until months down the road. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't grieve the loss of my mother or my grandmother truly, wholeheartedly, until I became a mom. And I think it was because at that point, I realized something was missing. There was something that I needed. Now, did I have chosen, you know, moms and things like that at that point? Absolutely. And shout out to those that step up. But it's not, it just, 
I ain't going to say it wasn't the same, but you think about what could have been. You think about those moments that your child would have had with their grandmother or with their great-grandmother. So to judge how DC is handling her, her death is very insensitive. And I think that in the age of social media, we want everything to be performative. If you are not writing out this long-ass dissertation about losing the love of your life. And if, if, if people are not putting on a performance, then, you, then their grief is not to your liking. It's very arrogant of us, to be honest with you. It's, it's a sense of entitlement. And of course, that comes from the fact that people overshare so much on social media. We expect that from everybody. But I know that grief is just something that's very personal. And it's different for everybody. Um, shout out to her village, um, B. Simone, that, that whole squad of friends. You can tell that she was somebody that was light and that everybody she came into contact with, she was love and she just left such a great impression and she poured into her friends. And this is why I think it's important to make your impact. This is why I talk about people not hiding their gifts. Your gift might be speaking life over people. Your gift, you might be the light in the room. And it's okay to record things and share them. I remember a friend one day saying they don't record everything. They don't like taking pictures and posting for social media. But these are the things people have to remember you by when you leave this earth. I'm, listen, I'm extra as hell with my daughter. Hell, I had to go back to my son. I was like, have I always been this extra of a mom with content? And yes, my son had a Black Planet page on. He was one. I created that shit. In fact, I can tell you what his name was. It was BP Pimp Juice. So I've been an extra ass mom since 2002. But even then, we didn't have Facebook yet, but I, knew, I understood the importance of capturing the moment. So always do that. Seriously, you take the pictures, record it. Do what the fuck you need to do. You can leave it in the drafts, but you want to leave something. And also because you don't know how much time you got. Now, Jackie's kids are very young. So I believe they're all under the age of seven. I think, yeah, all three of them very young. So when you don't have an opportunity to have a relationship with your mom or you too young, you can look back on her literally documenting her process. I think that is beautiful. And also, it was good for other mothers to kind of see examples of what prioritizing your kids look like. That goes back to Super Saiyan. She didn't want to be a mom with money, but she wanted to make sure she had those special moments with her kids. So I'm here for that. The one thing I can say about somebody that, by the time she was 15, grew up without her mother and her grandmother, it produces a different type of resilience in you. Because you realize two things. Number one, life is short, and everybody is not guaranteed to be around forever. But you figure out how to navigate life in a way that you probably shouldn't. And I talk about the fact that, baby, I was grown before I was fucking grown, right? I learned how to survive. I learned how to make things stretch. I, I kind of learned not to put too much trust in people, and not from a paranoid standpoint, but I don't know how long you're going to be here. But that's also something that comes with grief. But you know what's worse than grief? Because here's another argument that I recently saw on social media, and I thought, we got to find something better to talk about in 2024, y'all. I'm, I'm going to let y'all make it with these goofy-ass hot takes and shit and trying to be controversial for the purpose of clickbait. But there was the question of whether or not an absentee parent is worse than an inconsistent parent. All right, let me, let me preach to y'all real quick. There were a lot of people saying that something is better than nothing. 
Y'all got to stop that bullshit because that is the reason so many of y'all settle for partners that don't want you. <laughs> That's the reason so many of y'all fall into these situationships because you've decided that something is better than nothing. And let's go ahead and keep it funky. A lot of that stems from your childhood. So let's talk about it. If you have a parent, and I'm saying parent because I, I'm not coming for y'all daddies. There's some mamas out there too, even though the, the vast majority is men. Sorry, y'all. We can be honest. But a parent that does not show up for you 100% makes promises, shows up sometimes, chooses not to show up sometimes, doesn't deliver on their word. That does something to you psychologically. People don't think much about it, but a kid waiting for a parent to show up that doesn't show up, but then when you do come through, they're so excited that you came through, so they kind of forgive the 50, 11 times that you didn't show up. It, it creates this cycle, this cycle of, I, need, I want my needs met, it ain't happening, but I might get something. He might take me to McDonald's today. She might take me to the park today. You hold on to it. And I don't know why it's this way, but no matter how deadbeat of a parent somebody is, when they show up, they instantly become the hero to the child. And here's why. I know there are some parents, especially mothers, that get frustrated. Like, yo, I've been doing all the labor. I'm staying up with this child all the time. I'm showing up to all these sporting events. I'm paying all my money. Why are they treating this one like the hero when they don't even support? They don't even pay child support. They barely show up. Because when that parent shows up, they don't have to discipline the child. They don't have to do a lot of things. They can be the fun parent. They can give them money, get them toys, all of that stuff in that moment. So that's what, they, that's what the child knows about them in that moment is that you do all of these wonderful things. You about to dip, though. So that's what happens in that situation. But, again, what happens is now you this adult. You have this inconsistent person in your life, so that, set the stand, that sets the standard for what you accept. So now when this dude pops up once every few weeks, texts you what are you doing every once in a while, sends a package to you every once in a while, you actually hold on to that shit and you think you're getting something, not realizing your mom or dad, they planted that seed. All right, so that's why inconsistent is very dangerous. Absentee, altogether. I know people say, you know, that's just, that's even worse. Actually, no, it's not. So I'm, I'm going to explain why. Um, stepdaddies and stepmamas are a real thing. Th those chosen parents. Because the fact of the matter is, you don't miss what you never had. That's going to all fall on the dad or the mom and what type of narrative they create. So if you have a parent that's always talking about how your daddy ain't shit or how your mama ain't shit, then yeah, you're gonna think about it all the time because it's something that your parent has ingrained in, in you. They've pushed that, they've put their issues on you. And y'all, you can't do that to kids. First of all, stop doing that. I'm gonna say this, no matter what my relationship has been, I don't speak on mine like that. Number one, I'm not giving you that type of energy. They like that. And number two, when you too busy handling your business, you don't have time to speak down on what another parent is not doing. You got to focus on the village that's there who showed up because that will produce bitterness. The more you talk about it, the more that's going to control your thoughts of what another parent is not doing. Baby, just handle your business. It's, it's real simple. But when somebody is completely absent, again, you give way for leaders to step in. If that's a mentor, that could be a coach, that could be a teacher. It doesn't just have to be a step parent. 
One of the things that I started doing with my son as he got older and he wasn't, he didn't have access to his father the way he did when he was younger. My son was in everything. I put him in basketball as soon as I could, martial arts, junior Kappa League. When you keep your child busy and you put them around healthy, functional people, around role models, it makes a world of difference. Please don't downplay, don't, don't downplay that. And for those of y'all that make comments like, well, this, you pick them, you picking them, bruh, if we talking about community, and y'all love to throw up the black community, but you don't understand what building community looks like, that means you pouring into whatever child you have access to, not just your own. If you know children are in a bad situation or something is lacking for their lives, something is lacking, and it's in you to pour into them, why wouldn't you do it? Because if you're doing that, you would never be the type of person to sit back and judge people for who they ended up with or who their child's mother or father is. So some of y'all be big capping, and you like to just talk shit. You're not solution-oriented. If we're about building up our community, that means pouring your resources, your time into whoever, whenever. What do you volunteer for? If you have not volunteered for anything having to do with our kids, if you've not coached something, even if you ain't got time, your money, your pop, putting your money where your mouth is, you should just exit the conversation. You are a part of the problem, not the solution. So let's just go there. So yes, I'm, I'm challenging all of us to do better as it pertains to our children. I'm challenging us to support people when they grieve the loss of a partner because that's going to impact the children. I am calling us to the carpet about how we parent our kids and what we prioritize. Again, money is important, but baby, it ain't everything. Take it, take it from an OG mama at this point. <laughs> When you have the time to prioritize your kids, if it's going to cause you to miss a little bread, okay, show up, be present. Let's do better as people. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Whatever we got going on right now, I'm going to stop saying wear your mask, wash it. I mean, first of all, no, you need to always be washing your hands because some of y'all nasty as hell. I hadn't started back going out to public places and I'd be in the bathroom with some of y'all and you trifling. Please wash your hands. And yeah, socially distance. Stay out of people's space. You're doing too much. <laughs> be good to each other. And when you get a free moment, please remember to clean out your dirty bag. Till next time. Well, darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one God.